Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the official podcast of the Channel Audio Group. Probably the fastest growing podcast in Nashville about audio or visual needs. Maybe the world, but who knows. Anyway, we got a very important one for you today, as always, and it's how to correctly set up a soundboard. Soundboards are essential for many functions, whether it's streaming a podcast or mixing a live concert. Though soundboards can vary greatly, coming in different sizes and fluctuating in complexities, their ultimate function is taking multiple input signals such as microphones, instruments, recorded tracks, etc., and merging them together so they can be sent to speakers as one signal. They are also responsible for routing sound and changing the volume, timbre, which is the tone color, and uh, dynamics of audio signals. Setting up a soundboard may seem intimidating whew, at first, but it's not as complicated as it may appear. Here we will cover how soundboards function and walk through how to configure them correctly. So what the heck, how do these soundboards actually function? Soundboards can be quite intricate, but they all have the same basic elements. For example, a soundboard's essential function consists of tracing the sound signal's path while it journeys through the mixer. Let's take a look at the primary elements in soundboards. Why not? Let's uh, kick it off with the sound source. Now, a sound source is an external audio signal that is routed into the inputs on a mixer, the most common source in the sound from a microphone. Soundboards are also great at reproducing already recorded music. Music can be played through a PA system by feeding the sound through one or more channels on the mixer. Sound sources plug into the soundboard via XLR jack or TRS. Now let's get a little bit into the knob. Yeah, the gain knob. Typically, sound enters through the soundboard from the top and travels downward in a straight line, where it encounters multiple controls along its route. The first control encountered is called the gain, and it is essential because it decides the amount of sound that gets through. The gain knob determines how much signal is being amplified by the built-in preamp in the soundboard. Now, you don't really want to think of this as volume, but more about sensitivity, since a lower gain only allows the loudest and most exposed sounds to pass through it. Conversely, a higher gain lets almost anything through. Kind of like my ex. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, EQ knobs. Every input sound source corresponds to a channel, and each potential channel typically has EQ potentiometers. These allow you to control the sound source frequency balance individually. With the EQ knobs, you are able to adjust the timbre, or the tone, of each input so they blend harmoniously with one another. Now, let's get on to our third knob, and that's the aux knobs. These controls are pretty much for auxiliary sends, also referred to as the aux. Not to be confused with the term aux cable. The aux knob's job is to send the channel's sound to other output locations other than the main PA speakers. Think of the aux knobs as miniature faders that set the level for outputs other than the main PA speakers. For example, if you had a singer on stage who needed to hear themselves singing, you set up a stage monitor and plug it into the aux send on the soundboard. Since the singer will likely want to hear themselves at a different level than you have set for the audience, the aux knobs give you independent control over the stage monitor's mix. Another example for using the aux knobs would be if you had the outboard effects processor like a reverb unit that you wanted to add to the singer's vocals. Since you don't want to put reverb on everything, just the singer's voice, you'd use an aux to set how much of the vocal you want to be sent to the reverb unit. Next, we're going to get into our fader. The fader's primary function is adjusting the channel's volume to the main outputs. Each fader feeds into the master bus fader. 
They enable you to adjust the presence of each channel within the final output or mix. All channels should start at 0 dBs, referred to as unity, and can be adjusted accordingly from there. Now the next thing we're going to want to get into is setting up your soundboard. Now that we've covered the basic components of a soundboard and its main function, let's delve into how to set it up correctly. The process is not as complex as it may first seem, and we can go over it together. Why not? Hey, that's why I'm here. Position and plug in your equipment. Easy peasy. Take the time to find the perfect spot for your soundboard and equipment, arranging speakers, instruments, and microphones where you want them. This will save you the hassle of adjusting the sound levels only to have to move things around and potentially start over. Next, you'll want to start hooking your audio equipment up to the soundboard. Begin by running the male end of an XLR cable to each one of the PA speakers and plugging them into the soundboard's main output. Next, run the female end of the XLR cable to each one of your sound sources and plug them into the soundboard's inputs. Many times, you'll have multiple sound sources to consider. One recommendation is to take console tape or masking tape and put a strip at the bottom of your soundboard. As you plug sound sources into the inputs of the mixers, just go ahead and jot down what each input is with the marker. This will help you keep everything straight, and you will be able to see which microphone or instrument you are adjusting. Now we're going to get into the kind of test and adjust the sound levels, as needed stage. It's important. So now that you got everything in the right place and plugged into the soundboard, it's time to begin the sound check. One, two, one, two. Before continuing, make sure that all the knobs on the board are set to zero. To begin, turn on all of the equipment. Loud pops, which could harm the PA speakers, can be avoided by turning on the equipment first. Next, start with input one and begin testing it. For example, if you have a microphone, just try talking into it. And if it's an instrument, play a few notes. You'll note that the soundboard should have some audio meters that'll let you know your sound level, which will indicate which controls you need to adjust. Let's say you have a microphone plugged into the first channel. Begin speaking into it at the various volume levels you plan to use at the event. As you do this, bring the fader up to zero, which is unity, and begin turning the gain knob up. You want the loudest sound level you expect to have during the event to just touch the zero marker on the meter, which means the sound is not too loud or too low. Do this for every channel until you have everything the way you want it. Once everything is at the right level, congratulations! You have a fully operational soundboard. An exclamation, wow. Since this process must be repeated for every new source plugged in, keep in mind that you may have to do this several times if you will be using many different sound sources. Soundboards allow you to adjust the sound quality and volume to generate the most optimal sound settings. Therefore, this isn't likely the end of your soundboard journey, but it helps you get started and you can always continue to fine tune it. Well, that does it for us today, folks. I hope you learned a lot about soundboards. Remember, this is the Channel Audio Group in Nashville, Tennessee. Hit us up for all your audio and visual events. And I hope you have a great one. Ciao, ciao for now.